1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe?
0: Podcast is a Green Bay Packer podcast with myself, uh, co-host Amon Green, along with my good friend and pal Mike Wall. Mike, man, how you doing? I'm
1: doing great, brother. Got to be here on week one here in the NFL season. Yeah,
0: we, yeah, week one NFL season upon us. But then first weekend, some college football games, I was like, what is going on? It was some good stuff out there.
1: Interesting calls. I saw Did the great the greatest line I, I read this weekend on like social media was uh right it was like the greatest thing about college football is you can be at the highest of highs or be questioning whether or not you should hire Urban Myers, your next head coach, within like a split second. You know, <laughs> I was like, dude, that is actually <laughs> right. a, that's a perfect summary of how like especially that LSU. Listen, we'll probably talk about the LSU game later, but yeah, I, I couldn't have been I've never rooted for FSU. Yeah, I'm just not an FSU fan. I was really right. hard for those guys. That was a phenomenal ending. What a phenomenal ending to a coach.
0: It was. It was. It was. But, yeah, like you said, we'll get to that later in uh, the show here. But we're getting started with our Packers. And, um, actually, i will be hand it off to you for the read here uh, for BetOnline, our, our show sponsor that's been helping us out here.
1: Yeah, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. So head to BetOnline or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet using our promo code Believe Fifty. That's B L E A V Fifty to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Nice. Let's get the Vikings week. Let's go.
0: I know, I know. What's uh, what's the line on Vikings in the Packers game? Do you, you know,
1: uh, that's a good. I'll look it up while while we're going through this right now. Perfect, uh, perfect,
0: perfect. So uh, let's get into this first one. So we're talking about uh, um, Kevin O'Connell, the coach that was under McVeigh. Um, so how does he integrate with some of the incredible weapons that we know the Vikings have? Jefferson, KJ Osborne, Adam Thielen. Um, they all had great camp and the Dalvin cook is back. And as we know, once he's, when he's healthy, he'll play And We know he plays beat up too. I remember a couple of years ago or either last year he played up. I think he had a separated AC joint. He played that. He didn't know a difference and he was running the ball. So, what do you think he's gonna how he's gonna think he's gonna use all those weapons that he has offensively?
1: Well, so yeah, we talked about it from he's from McVay camp, and it, it just seems like now for the last three years, if if, if you had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay, if you're part of his staff, you're gonna get a job at Shannon Hentry, I think more broadly speaking. Mm-hmm. And so, we're but you have to look at Kevin O'Connell, and for all the success that he's had, the truth is the last time he called plays is when he was with the Washington Commanders in 20, 2019, they were mm-hmm. a three and 13 football team, okay. Right. So we have to figure out how he, he, he does use what, honestly, are really good weapons. You know, probably one of the better skill position, wide receiver, tight end, running back groups group, that you're group, going to yeah. find in not only the NFC North, but the wider NFC. So I think on paper, this is, this is really a, 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 a fun matchup, I think, for us to look at from mm-hmm. how are we going to deal with, you know, you know questions. Is Alexander going to travel with Jefferson or Thielen? You know, who do who do we who do you think is the primary problem? Right. You know, do we have to split the are we are we just trying to split the uh, uh, the the secondary in half and just try to try to cover all those guys and let and, and basically say, you know, our run ga- their run game is not gonna live with our defensive line or our box seven players? Mm-hmm. So it's just I for me, it's gonna be that's the, the matchup really is. I mean, ultimately we'll get to it in trench warfare, but the the matchup really is it's it is these skill guys but it's can the packers afford to play 2 deep or 4 shell or whatever against this really elite level uh, wide receiver unit you know yep. do we have do we have the manpower up front to stop the running game
0: basically can they get away with it you know yes. that's basically what you're saying because as you as you say you got Jefferson you got Thielen, and now you got KJ Osborne and like you said tight end group 2 Irv Smith Jr that can then really you know run routes do and they and they have that experience together because they've been together since Zimmer Um, coaching staff and that was four or five years already so they got that under their belt and then you throw in a a Delvin Cook who can catch the ball like the backfield so it's going to definitely test this defense and to your one point about you know is Isaiah going to travel with um, with uh, Thielen or with Jefferson I say that is I say that's what I think that's what a first 15 is for then you find out because I think defensively you should be able to do that test some coverages out see what's working and obviously as you know the guy throwing the ball is going to read up on that real fast. He's like, "Oh, it's cover one, or it's cover two, man, or something like that," and he's going to try to pick them apart and or use that to his advantage because of what his knowledge is, um, being a quarterback yeah, for the, as long as he's been.
1: That's that's true, but the, the so the, there's kind of two sides to that, right? One, yep. do the Packers feel like Alexander is that level of shutdown corner that he can travel? I mean, let's really, it's probably right. Justin Jefferson if it's anybody, right? Right? It, can he travel with Justin Jefferson and shut him down, and then? Are the Vikings either, A, do they have a plan for that? B, does Kirk Cousins think he can throw? I mean, Kirk Cousins, does he think he can throw Jefferson Open against air? Or are they very comfortable? Okay, hey, listen, if you're going to take away that side of the field, a la Deion Sanders, then we're very right. happy with Thielen. We're very happy with our running game with, with Dalvin Cook. We're very happy with the other weapons that we have on offense. We're very happy in the slot with KG Osborne, maybe versus Rasul. Mm-hmm. And it's you start looking at other places. If you have a guy... If you have a Jalen Ramsey, right? If if you have your right. hard time, if you have or uh you know uh, Ellis Island or Revis Island, yeah, or Revis, Revis Island, yeah. If you have a guy that can take away a third of the field, half of the field, it's a it's a complete game changer. And Giant Xander is one of those guys coming, I think, into last year before his injury, mm-hmm. he's one of those guys you start having that conversation with. So it's like for me from a strictly from a matchup standpoint, because you know. You know Alexander wants that matchup. Yeah. Right. If he's, yeah, he's a competitor. If he's, if he wants it. He's kind of alpha dog. He wants that matchup. So 100%. I'll be super interested to see if they if they give it to him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would want it. You know, if I'm a defensive yeah. back, I'm a linebacker, I want that matchup because then, you know, it's it's best against best. I know where I stand if I win or, or lose against that player that's coming downhill. Um, you know, offensively, running back or wide receiver wise or even tight end wise. So um the next one here on paper, you said this might be the best a set of non QB skill position players for the Packers have to play um, all season, you know, in terms of this matchup with the Vikings. So what do you think um, this group does better than other teams? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah
1: and, we're, and we're kind of talking about it, right? It's, it's, yeah. the, they have two, what we would call elite level. Adam, Thielen's, Adam Thielen is an elite level receiver. Jefferson and Chase are battling right now for the probably the best young receiver in the National Football League. Yep. Dalvin Cook is a bona fide star in this league who just happens to be you know first of all they haven't had a good offensive line and they' yep. haven't you know they're playing in a, in a division that's been dominated by one team for you know a decade I don't know forever it seems like so he doesn't maybe have the and he's in Minnesota he doesn't have the notoriety but he mm-hmm. is an elite level running back so they have guys that can kind of, we talk about beating you at different levels. I don't know if they have a tight end that's a game changer, but never so a junior, but I yeah. mean, he's, he's not yet. But when you yeah. talk about levels, they have people, whether you're looking at KJ or Thielen in the slot, whether you're mm-hmm. looking at Justin Jefferson deep, whether you're looking at Dalvin Cook out of the backfield, they have people that can beat you in every level. When you have that, it's really going to stretch the width and the depth of your defense. And all, listen, from an offensive standpoint, what are we looking for, AG? We're looking for softness we're trying to find softness either yes. as in mentality, mm-hmm. hey we're going to give up this and we're, so we'll just exploit it or yep. we're literally looking for people who are playing off coverage, a linebacker who's playing an extra half yard deep, a defensive yep. end who's reading the reading instead of attacking. We're looking for those situations and when you have all of those skill positions that are that have such a uh, such talent yep. then from a defensive standpoint there's going to be either scheme adjustments or literally mental breakdowns or cognitive breakdowns with individuals that make them a little bit softer than they would be on a normal Tuesday or Thursday. And now we can exploit those matchups. So for me, that's what – when you have talent at the skill position, how does it translate? It really translates into softness in some of the other positions on the opposite side of the ball.
0: 100% I agree. Yeah, it's finding those little holes, like you said, those positions that guys you can see maybe they're not quite physically up to par. And you see that you find that out real fast in the next first five plays of a of a series. And then you go, hey, you come back to the huddle, you communicate to your teammates. Hey, man, this guy's already breathing hard, you know, or he's taking an extra step wide before he comes inside, something like that. So you give up give those tendency what guys do it sometimes unknowingly. Um, and then it gets you know, then they find out, oh, man, this is going to be a tough game because now they have to adjust to now what the player they're going against has found out about them. Like oh man, hey, I didn't get good conditioning in this uh this training camp or this off season. Now it's showing. Now I'm about to get my butt
1: kicked for four quarters. So, That's a great point. And you know. yeah, and and the fact that they a lot of these guys like like I watched all the the Vikings preseason games. You're mm. not seeing a lot of ones in in the game, right? So you kind of mm. have to. You're projecting a lot of this stuff. Not only you're projecting Kevin O'Connell's like real offense. Yep. On week one that we're not going to see very vanilla or for everybody and, for everybody yeah, offense. but you're but you're also projecting hey what is this going to look like from a personnel standpoint how are these guys going to fit into that offense we know that we've seen a lot especially on offense we've seen a lot of these guys as far as our, our matchups but ag you, you and i've both been in the game where you get punched in the mouth the first like the first play of the first series mm-hmm. and the rest of the game you're like you know it's on your mind it's in the back of your head now and you know, as you get older and you get become a more confident player, you, you accept that as a challenge. But for a lot right. of young guys, for young guys, you know, if I give up a sack in, in the first series, I'm kind of thinking like,
0: oh my, oh God. man,
1: I, this can go from a bad game to like an epically awful game with one more sack. Right.
0: Right. Exactly. You know what I mean?
1: So there's there's always that stuff in the back of your mind that that plays into this.
0: Yeah. So we got we got Jefferson, you know, who's a young player but very confident. In, in his game. So if you if he goes, you know, obviously not if, but when he goes against Zaire, and Zaire obviously gets a pass deflection or maybe gets an interception, for him, he's going to bump up a notch. You know, he's going to be like, all right, I'm going to work hard to get open and I'm going to fight off of him because they, they might get physical in that in that nature. But for any young player on that Viking squad, offensively or defensively, they, like you said, get sacked. And yeah, that's going to be an a issue and obviously be exploited right away with and, that defense or, I with think the a defense lot, or the offense.
1: And I think a lot of that probably happens more in inside the box where bad things happen like in other words like if you drop let's say you drop a long pass in the in the first quarter or you know there's like on the i think for skill guys a lot of times because like a touchdown's worth seven right it's just like Mm -hmm. fantasy football you can get 10 yards and get a point or you can score a touchdown and get seven points right Right. so it's like you know the value of your big plays is so much greater than maybe you dropped a five yard out you know maybe you you didn't you you missed a pass you, you shouldn't have missed but they know that if they make the big plays, then the game's going to really turn out the way they want to. So you have, it's, it's a different kind of uh, not confidence, but it's a different kind of a perspective on the game than maybe some mm-hmm. of the guys inside where it's like, man, I'm getting run over. Like I got to do something different. The coach's on the sideline ripping me a new one. We got to change yep. our whole scheme. Cause I can't hold up on the double team. If I'm a defensive lineman, like the, the mentality is, the perspective is a little bit different and yeah. that's, that's the part of the game. I think we all really appreciate
0: yeah, this is a, a mindset that you got to have, and so uh, we we kind of br- we brought this up at the beginning, but uh, you know, with Zaire traveling with Jefferson, what does what is some what are scenarios that could come out of there for both players if if it's a a, a situation like that?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if, if Zaire, it's it just basically comes down to are they going to create situations where they put him on an island, uh, Zaire on an island, if they or, mm-hmm. or you know, if, if, from the Viking standpoint, okay, well, you want to travel with Jefferson, all right, we're going to split him out to the right. We're gonna put everybody over to the left. We're gonna see what you got. We're gonna check your whole card. Yep. You know, we're gonna see if you can cover them, if you can really cover them one one v one. If our if their offensive line can hold up, which I'm not sure they can. Can right. they hold up? That's been, that's been a he, problem. Can he win on the slants? Can he win on the sluggos? Can he win on the outs? Can, I mean, can he can he win on these deep crossers or the or the or the uh the the uh, the corner routes? Can he hold up in that situation? And if the answer is no, then okay, now we're gonna move around, we're gonna put him in motion, we're right. gonna get moving so he can't press him off the off the uh line of scrimmage and now we can create these you know you can scheme for a little part of the game you can scheme a a guy open you know if you need to play here or there you can scheme guys open that's what these these offensive coaches that are becoming head coaches are doing it because scheme is i mean being able to play call and and can and design a really good scheme it really is an art form right like we we, i like to talk about technique because it comes for me it comes down to the player and if I got good two scheme guys, then it really comes down to who can execute better, and that's the better technician. But drawing up a scheme, understanding how to get your best players open, like that, is something that comes with experience. And honestly, I mean, if we're saying it right now, Matt Lafleur right now has more experience than Kevin O'Connell in that, de- in that department. So Correct. I feel pretty good about that side of it. Obviously, our defensive our defensive coordinators, defensive coaches. Yeah. So I feel good about yeah, that, but. The other part of it too is 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 okay. So, we drafted Quay Walker first round, mm-hmm. largely because he can turn our nickel defense into our mainstay. We might not have to go to dime. It right? could be like a like a, like a NASCAR similar yes. to what the Giants
0: did with uh, Justin Tuck, all that speed, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul off that off the line of scrimmage.
1: So with Quay, yeah. can he? I mean, what, is this is this kind of the big matchup? Is this Week One is the big matchup really Dalvin Cook in the in, in the open space against Quay Walker? Mhm.
0: I will say that because if all those guys like so say Kevin O'Connell does this, does his homework, you know, let's test the let's test the waters with with Alexander. It's test Alexander's waters. That's we're going to push him. First couple plays we're going to go deep and then we're going to run some slant routes to work it all. And then they would going be like, "Oh, okay. Now let's work in a run game." So if Quay is not, you know, coming down in the box doing his job covering because he's going to be a guy that's going to be kind of the spy for Cook in terms of his size and range and speed. Then they'll, then they'll know if he can get in there and stop him and not get blocked, not get off his pursuit angle, not be over overplayed. You know, cutting back because giving Delvin Cook a cutback is a problem. Then if he does, then great. But if he doesn't, that's going to be a problem because we know when Dalvin Cook Cook is on, any run game is on. It doesn't matter what team the run game is on, along with the passes, then it's a problem, and then it it's going to be a tough game in Minneapolis.
1: Well, and what happens when? What's the hardest transition? from college to pro from a guy who's from guys that are like from Georgia is that 99% of the time, not only are they better athletes than everybody they're playing against, but all, all 10 of their teammates on the field are better athletes than the guys That's they're true. playing against as well. And as so now, right now we've seen right. this a little bit early with, with, with Wyatt who doesn't have the techniques playing too high and get pushed around a little bit, even though you yeah. see the athleticism, he just doesn't have the technique, the technical ability. So in and, and, and and that way, what, and yep. yeah, that'll come. Quay Walker, the same thing. It'll come. But right now, I, I read somebody said, oh, man, this guy is really doing a great job of getting off blocks and making plays. And I, I, I'm going, yeah, like 12 yards down the field, he'll get off the block. Like, it's these are all right. things that take time. Yep. This is the new experience. You've got 320 pound guys who are very well coached, efficient, and professional coming at you now. It's a little bit different game than it was when you, you were playing against, even though the SEC is a great division, you know, right. this, that's not professional. Now, AJ, let's switch the other side of the ball, though, because I think when we talk about getting rid, you know, Devontae Adams goes to the Raiders. We ha- we have not seen Lazard, we've not seen Sammy Watkins, we've not seen Randall Cobb. We've we've just gotten over inundated with the rookies and what the possibilities are, and Dobbs 100%. and Watson, and we're so excited. But really, the guys that are going to make the, the the plays in this game, we think, are started with wide receiver one, Alvin Lazard. Now, mm-hmm. Patrick Peterson is an all time I probably right. should have mentioned Patrick Peterson when I was talking about Revis Island right, right He's been that guy in this league, especially with the Cardinals. I don't <clears> know <throat> if he's that guy now, but it would be super interesting to see is a guy like Patrick Peterson going to take Lazard out of the uh, off off the out of the equation with our offense or is this is this shine time for Alan Lazard? Is this a coming out party?
0: Um it's going to be interesting because obviously we know Patrick Peterson's a little long in the tooth. He's been in the league. Let me check real quick here, or if you know right away. um, Plus 10.
1: Plus 10, right?
0: So he's plus – hold on, it's popping up right here. I got it. Uh, He's been in the league – okay, he was born in 1990. So he's over 30, or he's around 30-something, 31, 32, 33. Um, So, yeah, definitely long – He drafted in 2011. There you go, 2011. So, yeah, he's been in the league 10-plus years. So my thing is, when I see that matchup, I'm looking at, because he's not really, I mean, he's he typical DB size, 6'1", 198. And we know Allen's size, 6'2", 6'3", 225. So that right there says, okay, is there going to be an advantage? Because of size and experience that Lazar has gained being on the Packer um, on roster and lineup, watching Devontae, learning from him, being in Jacksonville, learning from receivers and DBs, Jalen Ramsey when he was in Jacksonville. Or will the, the age and then experience and then knowing how to get to the right spot at the right time as a DB, will Patrick Peterson take over there? Because speed and quickness is still there because obviously he's the starter. Yep. Will he be able to just use that knowledge to get to spots before Allen gets to a spot because of the size, to, you know, the difference in, in ability? So that's, that's my question, thing I'm going to watch on Sunday um, to see how that goes. Because if that goes either way, if it's something where Allen can find out, oh man, I can overpower him, let him grab me and then just manhandle him, and then push him off on my brakes. Then you got a problem. Then Aaron could just go to him because he know from a size wise he's gonna give that arm like that, get that little space enough where you're not getting a pass interference call. But giving using that body, okay, grab me because I was like that. Grab me as a linebacker. But then I'm gonna I'm gonna shove off and push off and get open and, get, and create that space. And then boom, I got a quick second. I'm wide open. So that's gonna be some. That's gonna be a nice little story between him. Allen and Aaron Rodgers in that backfield and how that um, throwing the ball out of the backfield to, uh to Allen to see where it goes.
1: Yeah. what What's the first thing that goes? It's not, it's not your mind. It's your body, right? It's so your body. Patrick, yeah, that's why I said that. <laughs> Patrick Peterson is, is going to be, he's going to probably be able to read the routes that Alan Lazard is running. He has that 100%. kind of experience. He's that kind of player. He's a hall of fame yeah. player. The question is, can Alan Lazard, like you said, can he get into his body? Can we turn this into a physical matchup and not a, Technical professional matchup. Like, can we turn it into more of a, hey, my my, I'm tenacious. I know what I'm right, i'm running. I'm confident, but I'm really going to be physical with you today because I don't think you can keep up with it physically. But I know you can keep up with me upstairs, and I know technically you're going to be able right. to keep up with me because that's the kind of player that you are. I have that kind of respect for you. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. Obviously, being that's able to see to where Sammy to watch. Come, Yeah, Sammy Watkins comes out. What role Randall Cobb plays? You know, it's we're going to get into.
0: It's gonna see. It's gonna be interesting how they how yeah. Matt uses both of them because they're yeah. both similar in age and and kind of ability. I think Sammy has a little bit more speed than Randall Cobb. He's but,
1: traditionally he's traditionally a right. burner. I mean Cobb now you kind of. I mean I don't. You tell me. I would say if anyone's gonna play slot of those guys, it's gonna be Randall Cobb. They're probably gonna start guy.
0: off with yeah. him because he's been here. He's came back and he's been here previous years. But and once things get rolling, it's gonna be interesting after a month of football to see what happens in October because then you'll start to see change and, and separation between all the teams and players on that roster. So Sammy, let's head on. Oh, yeah, so I was just
1: going to say last thing is, is is Sammy Watkins was a star, a rising star in this league until injuries just started beating him up. Yeah, and, it's just, ankles. It, and you just start thinking like, man, if if he could, every team's taken a flyer on him in the last for couple of years, because if he could get right, he could take the top off the of defense, man. I, I saw it my own eyes when he was with the Bills. He used to just beat us up in Miami.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He has that speed element. So uh, let's head on down to the front line. Trench warfare, Mike. You're neck of the woods. So I'll, give it, I'll hand it off to you on this uh, area,
1: and then I'll I'll chime in when I can. Well, I think the first thing mm-hmm. to, to talk about really is <clears throat> I hope, I would hope that our pass rush, our front four, our front five and base, can more than handle the Minnesota offensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think we see a version of this offense every day in practice. So there's a lot of eye discipline that goes with the McVay, Shanahan style offense, but they've seen that. And they continue to see that every single day with, with Matt LaFleur's offense. So you Correct. look at their offensive line in particular, I, I think Garrett Bradbury, who was a first round draft pick a couple of years ago, he plays center for him. I think he's a good anchor in the middle, but there are question marks all over their offensive line. Um, uh dare their their last last year's first round pick is still i, I would say un, and he's not certainly not a bona fide star at this point mm-hmm. he's got a lot to prove as far as he's going to be a, a reliable starter and ingram is a 2022 draft pick that looks like he's going to get penciled in at right guard um i have our matchup our, i mean the matchup of the week for me is Brian O'Neill, who's like me, a converted tight end mm-hmm. that ended up is playing right tackle for? Him. Right, yeah. Right, he played converted tight end from college. He plays right. He get drafted. He plays. He played. up, He plays right tackle for the Vikings. Yeah. He's going against our main defensive star, game changer guy. You're going to have to game plan for Probably. Rashawn Gary. Probably. I cannot <laughs> wait to see how Rashawn Gary wrecks this game up, man. Like, right. I, how do you think that? I think that matchup right there. Is 100%. going to be a complete game changer, man.
0: I, I I'm waiting to see because all off season, and I say this, I'm just it's 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 not obviously a real thing because it's virtual. But playing Madden mm. 23, <laughs> Rashard <laughs> Gary's coming off the in off the top row, hot. Yes, and I I've, I've been playing with Baltimore for the last year on Madden. I was like, you know what? Let me go try some offense. Let me try a non-passing or a non-running quarterback because you know Aaron doesn't run a whole lot. That's how I usually pick my teams. But I was like, let me try it because the defense is top, as we know. Just from Madden's standpoint, Rashad, yep. they got Rashad Gary, an animal on the game. Okay. Yep. He causes problems for, for players that I play against uh, when I use the Packers. There's, there's no that, even though it's like virtual, you know, gaming standpoint. I, I
1: could see, you know, because we've, <laughs> and we forget how good uh, Kenny Clark was an absolute phenom last year. From the year. start. I mean, just start, blowing, yes. up, a blowing up left guard, right guard, center. And so that that blind in the in the middle is, you know, I mean, I they've they've drafted some high draft picks. They have a couple first rounders, a couple second rounders in in the mix. I just Mm -hmm. don't think they're ready for the speed of play of our first group. I think with guys like Slayton and Reed, the guys that we've brought in, Mm -hmm. Wyatt on third down exclusively, third down versus a twenty twenty two right guard. Like if I was ever if if you were if I want if you want to say hey Devante Wyatt. We're going to make you a star in this week one. We are only going to line you up against their their draft pick. It's going to be hey. 2022 draft pick versus 2022 draft pick. Right guard well. versus you. Pass protection, third down and long. It's go time. If you sniff out a screen, go for it. Otherwise, put your ears back. Give us your best stuff every time. Like all I right. think he, I I think he will gain an incredible amount of confidence if we put him in that situation. We're not even talking about Preston Smith. Preston Smith's going to win that matchup, you know, but. He does such a good in the run. He does such a good job in the run game, and then he kind of shows up with a couple of pressures or sacks. But he's yep. not like he's not the force in the, in the pass game as as much as he is to me, at least in the run game. Like, I think he was an elite level run defender. But man, mm-hmm. I think I'm excited to watch this group. The one question I have for you is, and we talked about it a little bit before, is we have obviously Devon, you know, We haven't seen Devondre. You know, first team all preseason, right? Now Quay's penciled in as a starter, but you and I have talked about Chris Barnes and Isaiah McDuffie. Should they be playing in front of him? You know, Dalvin Cook's coming to town. What kind of rotation do we? How many? How much do we use those other guys? Given that Minnesota, you know, historically has not been afraid to play two and three tight ends. Right. You know, we don't know what it's going to look like this year, but given that they have an elite-level runner, and we need guys that can get off blocks and into tackles. Do you yep. think we see kind of a, a pretty fluid rotation, aside from Devondre, obviously, but at that second linebacker spot?
0: Uh, I say we do because why? It's game one, and you need you need to get in the rhythm first. You need to get the linebackers. I remember coaching my linebackers at the high school level and get, get it into a rhythm just like with the running backs. They have to get in a rhythm of getting off blocks and seeing how the, the offensive line gets to them. And then once they get that rhythm, and then when the guy is hot, you'll notice that if he's making a lot of tackles, if he's in the scrum every time the ball is in his – when he's in the area of the ball, you know what? You stay in there until you tire. And then when you're tired, that's when you tap yourself out. I'm going to leave it on the players to let me know. And if it's beyond that point where they're not saying nothing, I'm like, all right, come out for a series. But then get the young guys, get Quay Walker in there. Then don't say, okay, just because he's the first rounder, we want to see what he's going to do. I'm going to put him in now. No, I'm going to wait till my veterans – that are proven to do their jobs and then lay the hat on um Dalvin and, and let they know they're coming from the same conference, the SEC. So they know you're going to have to bang them and bang them. Cause he's not going to quit because you, you blast them a couple of times or you get them in the backfield a couple of times. That's not going to stop him. You got to d- continue to do it. I'll rest you, you know, as a coach, that's my job. I'll rest you. And then we get you, we get you rotated with the young guys in certain situations and then be, so then when you come back, for four quarters, that fourth quarter, when we're going to need you the most, if the game is tight, as we know, it can get tight with Minnesota and Green Bay early in the season, then, you know, we'll have you ready to go and you reserve because we did a good amount of rest time in the second and third and fourth, you know, third quarters leading to the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Packers are point and a half favorites. You know, it's going to be a close game. It usually is when we get up mm-hmm. there. Yep. And, you know, gosh, if if it was, if if you had ideal scenario for me, it's like, put Isaiah McDuffie and a Chris Barnes You know, to start as long as we're yeah. in base personnel, like he should be in the, one of those two should be in the game. And yeah. then if you want to put Quay and nickel, you have a package for him. You have certain things you want him to do. You know, I think that's fair. This is a whole different kind of football than you've seen the last couple weeks, because you, you might've seen it's spot, tilt. <laughs> spot, first team players. Yeah. But you have not seen a, seen a first team offense with a first team quarterback, first team running game, first team play calling, intensity. This is like the the preseason, now we've talked about it. It is intense, but it's also like XFL level intensity as far as like exactly. the talent is just not the same because you're not playing your ones at all anymore. Exactly, and and so, it's
0: very vanilla, you know, from a yeah. coaching standpoint. We already know, coaching standpoint yeah. is like the basic stuff with no audibles, no adjustments, things like that, almost like an all-star game where you can't blitz and do all that stuff. But, you know, they just test out because they have the rookies First year, second year players that didn't see no time from the previous season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, I, I, for me, I would I would put him in. I'd make him a situational player, just like you said, kind of to get his feet wet and feel super. I just, my whole thing is like, let's build confidence. Let's never ruin a guy by putting him in too early. Yep. Let's build confidence Coaches do that all doing, the time. Yeah, by yep. doing things that like, hey, I I like I know why it's going to beat that right guard and pass protection. I mm-hmm. know it. I just tell you, like, I've seen them both play. I guarantee he'll win. You put him up one on one, he'll win. But you got to put him in situations where he doesn't have to get double teamed like four times in a row because he will lose that. He plays too hot And then
0: confidence goes down. And the confidence goes down. Way yep.
1: Walker. If they're running on first down, if they get into a big, you know, a base package and they get that double team push back, like he's, he might drag a guy, after a 12 yard gain, but mm-hmm. we're not we're not stuffing the hole. Isaiah McDuffie, Chris Barnes. We know Chris Barnes will stuff the hole. So yes. for that reason, like I want him to excel where he excels. And then as Quay grows, listen, we know physically, we know the pedigree. I'm sure he's mm-hmm. a great, I'm sure he's going to be a great football mind. I mean, the Packers do a good job of due diligence. I don't know the kid, but you have to imagine he's a football guy first. So he's got all of these tangible and intangible qualities, mm-hmm. but all this stuff takes time and the leap from Even national championship Georgia Bulldogs to the Green Bay Packers versus Minnesota Vikings. That is a big leap, man. I just want to make sure these guys are ready and and feel real confident about the role they're going to play in that win.
0: Yeah. And it's 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 just a big thing because obviously you can't just come off the field, come on the field game one, unless the ability is totally astronomical because it's so technical on defense. You got to read the formations, you got to read offense alignment. So, or alignment, I mean. And just, just to see where you can fit in on that defense and where you can make your play and got to be patient. You can't just, you know, uh, go and jump. Cause you see something you might get taken out of a play because that's the way the play is designed is get you to see some boom. Uh, then you're out. So what we got here next, Mike. Well,
1: let's, and let's go. Let's just talk about now on the other side of the ball. Yep. Maybe what's the biggest story. Obviously is Z Smith. He's there. You get signed away. He yep. is going to make a play this game. Gary, just, just write it in. First of all, yes. Bakhtiari is I don't know if he's going to practice. What level of practice he's going to have? But I don't know if he's going to play this week. Like if it was me, with all of he's gone through, do I really want to put him on the turf up in Minnesota and blah 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 blah? And week one with one week of practice and get him right. to play against Z? Like I don't want to do that. If like if I'm him, I want to play. If I'm the organization, I want to do what's best for him and probably best for us long term. Yep. I really don't want to see him out there week.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts.